Hello, Meppers, our old friends. We've come to Mep with you again. Because the emu is not flying, and our Garfunkel is not dying. Everyone knows that we've got some jokes to tell. We might as well map report better than silence. Let my home back in Omaha. See if I can make it out in the world. And I got as far as Wichita. Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore Lost all my friends in Los Angeles And I'm not welcome in New York But I must stop back in Omaha Where the fans, they always crying out for all right, then if everyone is ready, then welcome to Member Report number 61, December 27, 2006. Welcome. Uh, and you'll notice, welcome. And uh, we know right now that we've got three people on the show. Russ is one, I am another, but it is not Story this week. Story is off putting lights and candles around his home and, you know, his parents' home in Albuquerque. Why is he um, doing that after Christmas? Uh, he did it before Christmas, and then he talks oh. about it on his blog. He set a record. He put down 545 lights. Uh, Clea is our third is guest, by the way. We want to welcome welcome her into the show. Hi, Clea. Welcome back. Hi, Clea. Hi. Thanks. Quick question. Is there a yeah. reason, is this like a Christian thing, why on his blog he calls them lumens instead of lights? Is he just being cute? No, why I think luminaries is... 500 lumens. No, I think luminaries is the is the official term or something for what he does. Because really? it's like candles in a particular yeah, it's like candles in a paper shell or whatever. That's how you do it, and then you you put it around and. That sounds really dangerous. Yeah. Well. You know. Oh. Yeah. That's like in a Bad Santa when Billy Bob Thornton <laughs> is staying with the kid who he abuses and who makes him sandwiches, and the neighbor comes over and asks him to light candles and put paper bags on them. That's that it. That exactly is? like it's, it, it starts with Bad Santa. It's, yes. 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 It it's all a bad goes Santa back tradition. to Bad Santa. That's like fifty percent of my Christmas knowledge. So <laughs> that's what I have to draw on. What did you do before Bad Santa? Where did the other fifty percent come from? I would just sing Christmas carols and songs to people, and they would leave me alone. Oh, okay. They would come towards you like, look, look, it's that kid. And then you're just like, chestnuts roasting. Like, all right, okay. He's okay, guys. Let him go. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to say hello to everyone and welcome everyone in. We hope that everyone had a Merry Christmas. Uh, and this is actually our New Year's edition, in fact. Uh, the next time we uh, talk to you, we're going to be talking to you in 2007. And, in fact, you might be hearing this in 2007 anyway because of the, some shows the late, took a little late, while to get posted. Mid yes. to late 2007. Yeah, I know. Seriously. <laughs> seriously. But, yeah. Happy so, New Year. Happy New Year to everybody. And I wanted to ask, did you guys see this? I know you, of course you saw that um, one of our former U.S. presidents, Gerald Ford, passed away um, a couple days ago. I thought you were going to say James Brown. Well, I... shows by... <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> we have That's the godfather and the president. Well, no, no, no. I think probably James Brown is more important. the hardest working president in the <laughs> <laughs> Get too hot in the hot tub. Get out of the White House. Richard Nixon. Um, in America. 
America. <laughs> Ow! Pardon Gerald him. Ford <laughs> of the nation. <laughs> but uh, but I wanted to ask about that actually because apparently I feel old. <laughs> Ninety three. I'm not living in America. Oh, jeez. No. You've crossed the line. The other day. Oh, (laughs) jeez. So I wanted to ask about this because I I hadn't realized that apparently – do you know that it apparently has become trendy to say that Gerald Ford was an incredibly courageous president because he pardoned Nixon? Like apparently because he knew that was political suicide, but he did it, quote, so the country could heal? What, when did this become Bizarro World? So it well, was I remember good that from a debate case. I didn't know that actually people believed that outside of a debate room. Yeah. Like, he got a Profile of Courage Award. Like, good job for torpedoing your political career and allowing a guy who raped the Constitution to, uh, you know, get away with it. Good job. Well done. Like, I mean... Well, Greg, you remember those days of Watergate. I mean, what was it like back then? Uh, I know that it was it was very heavily wow. into formula. That's what I know at the time. But I, remember, I know that my I, I do remember good. in a in a debate case, someone <laughs> broke time space and was like, "You you you might even get a reward award for for being you know for being courageous." Yeah, being courageous. Like, I like, see. Um, reward. I meant award. <laughs> Maybe he did get a reward. Maybe he did. A reward from the family he of Richard Nixon. Don't <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Thank you. That's my favorite. Good Patsy. <laughs> yes, you pardoned him. Very good. But you see, how is that courageous? Told. It's like by that logic, they should have pardoned Saddam Hussein. You know, we need to. You know, the country needs to heal. Need to move on. Need to get past it. Okay. You know what I read today? I read that literally thousands of Iraqis have signed up for the. Um, the lotto that they're holding in Iraq right now to be the executioner. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> what? <laughs> There's a lottery? Lottery. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. God. It's like a big drawing, and somewhere on a stage they have like a black cloak and a black bag <laughs> for you put over your head and pull the string that hangs him or something. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. People, I just don't know what to say about any of that. reconciliation and uh, yeah. rebirth thing in Iraq. It's really going to work out. Uh, yeah, yeah sure. obviously. We're going to be in the right mind, mindset. I'm yeah. glad that the first of the democratic processes to hit Iraq is the death penalty. That's wonderful. That, that, that's the, a good the start. The lottery. Yeah, good lead. A lottery for the death penalty. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You think it was fun mm-hmm. to kill somebody. Wait till you see how much fun it is to sink your entire income into it. You could do this for the rest of your life. Well, well, no, I'm sure screw <laughs> running water and electricity. We want to kill people. <laughs> Dictators. Famous people. Well, they don't have to. It's not like they're buying the lottery tickets, right? They're just putting their name down on the lottery. Right? Or are they That's paying true. money? It's a free lottery. So the yeah, price isn't quite as good as $30 million. It's You get to execute Saddam Hussein. Right. Yeah, it's not terrible. What's the security I mean, like? Some people this? would pay $30 million to do that. Yeah. That's yeah, right. It's better than a punch in the face. Yes. <laughs> not for Hussein, it isn't. For him, it's not. Well, well he wouldn't the, be executing himself. Right, right. But, yeah. <laughs> what's the security well, in like a way, on this? Philosophically, he, he did. <laughs> They're like, right? And the executioner happens to be Saddam Hussein. Um, he won. Yay! Yeah. If he like, put his in his cell the day before the execution just to disappoint the lottery winner. Yeah. Be like, oh, I was oh. going to pull this thing. Damn you, <laughs> you Saddam suck. Hussein. Exactly. They have some other ones that are going to be security-wise. Like um, They're like, and the winner is Amenajad. Wait a minute. <laughs> the guy comes over like, what? I just I'm believe in the Iraqi citizenry, and I'm here to show my support. Of them. Uh, that's a little too specific for me. I'm sorry. The president of Iran. No, I know. I'm. I. He is, I mean, he is the next president of Iraq, basically. Sorry, right. I don't. I don't watch the news or read the newspapers. You listen to the MEP report.
Um, I fall. <laughs> only when you... <laughs> only when you're on the show? Oh, I see, I see. No, so only when that. you play it for me. Oh, okay. So, yeah, um, so there's some Well, thank you for having on. me back, although it's because story is gone. Yeah. As usual. Yeah. I did offer to stand in for Greg, like, a week or two ago when he was stressed out beyond belief with grading, but he wanted to be in there, so... And somehow it yielded a fantastic show. Yeah. I think we need to push Greg to the limits a little more. (laughs) (laughs) Not very far to go. Not very far to go. So, (laughs) basically. The edge gets closer and closer. So, you were talking about this on air, Russ, but I want to bring it up again because it's just too good not to bring up. And uh, off air? Uh, right, yeah, uh, right. I think he meant this off is actually air. off air now, isn't it? I'm all confused. Uh, uh, yeah. You're talking air. about how Saddam Hussein should commit suicide, and I think that's too good to let go. <laughs> to let go. <laughs> Wait a minute. Rewind. So I wanted to ask you about this yeah, disease Rush, that you, you claim you have. You don't sound up to your normal. Par you seem to be a step slow to me. I really don't find I, you very attractive right slow. now. <laughs> I don't feel very attractive. I, I was actually and. Let me preface, I'm not a hypochondriac. I don't sit around researching diseases and think I might have them. But I play one on the However, internet. However, I was, I was doing my internet reading at work, <laughs> and there was a new article released about a known disease, which is called toxoplasmosis, which is caused by an organism that supposedly lives in about 30% of all people. It's, it's extremely common. And most of the people who get seriously uh, injured by this are people with immunodeficiency diseases like AIDS, and they can actually die from this. Which so wait, I did you do, because wait, wait. in the movie Trainspotting, in the movie Trainspotting, Ewan McGregor, you know, they all get hooked on heroin, and right. some of Ewan McGregor's friends um, get AIDS, and especially the one... Right. I don't know how to explain this. The one whose girlfriend broke up with him because Ewan McGregor switched his soccer highlight video with the video of them taping themselves having sex. Right. So in case you've forgotten, except for that part of the movie, now you Or know. you've never seen the movie, now you know what it is. Right. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Guy actually gets AIDS, and he dies of toxoplasmosis because this disease is found in cat feces, which his cat it was like living in filth in his apartment, which he was not taking care of, and so... And they say that in the film, that that's what he died from? Yeah, except they're Scottish, so they go, toxoplasmosis. (laughs) (laughs) But otherwise, it's the same thing. So wait a minute, you said that 30%, so one of us has it? Yes. Uh, Statistically, at least one of the people on the MEP report is currently infected with toxoplasmosis. I'm sorry that you have it, Russ. I will bullet on this, because I feel stupid. (laughs) And so anyway. So what does it do? The article that I read, was talking about its effects on people with healthy immune systems, and apparently there are effects. It's not just total. I mean, previously I thought that we lived totally asymptomatic of this, which is why there's not some panic that 30% of the population is infected with this toxoplasmosis thing. Right. I mean, this is like about a billion times worse than terrorism. It's one out of every three people. Um, right? Why shouldn't we be afraid of this? This should be this, the panic thing. This should be the red, red alert. I think we should call up the president right now. Who the himself is infected is no money with it. To be made because no. it's just so complicated. Like you have to take such ridiculous amounts of antibiotics <laughs> to get rid of it, and it's not even a foolproof cure. And so, since there's nothing they can do about it, and since mm-hmm. we're all infected with it, it's really okay. not news or oh, important. Right. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> all right. So the article said that the effects on normal people are as follows: in men, decreased IQ, feeling of what's the word? Uh, I can't think of it. Uh, uh, <laughs> Oh no, toxoplasmosis. Um, you get, you feel more isolated and morose, and you actually, t- it makes you take greater risks for some reason. 
And so I was thinking about this, and I was like, wow, I don't feel as sharp as I used to. And I don't know, I've been playing a lot of poker, and um, I feel kind of introverted. Maybe I have toxoplasmosis. Okay. And women, the great thing is, it makes women more outgoing right. in the same risk-taking kind of way, but it makes them more attractive to men because they're dumber and <laughs> at the same time more forward. I <laughs> so, see. The quote from the article was, it turns men into tomcats and women into sex kittens. Oh my it is God. the sex kitten disease. I see. And so, of course, I mean, uh-uh. maybe that's another reason. It's not a panic because it's, in a way, our culture really would prefer that more women have toxoplasmosis. Right, 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 exactly. <laughs> so there you go. But then, It also makes their breasts bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> and they all start getting, like, really, they start looking like Angelina Jolie and, you know. But, so the question is, yeah. why is it that it affects them in this way? Like, what is the what is the original reason that the disease would do this? Yeah, it is sort of a strange, yeah, it's a strange organism that can just affect your brain but not make you sick. Um, well, supposedly, in animals, the toxoplasmosis, since it's found in cat feces, and it's also found in undercooked meat, by the way, which is why the entire country of France is infected by toxoplasmosis. <laughs> um, yes. Well, yeah, that could be true. the whole, could it's that true. be the whole third of the world's population is France? It could. It could just be France. That would explain so think, much. I don't think France is so a quarter, third of the world's population. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This explains so much. And similar to cat <laughs> This is why they want to isolate. This is why they don't want to engage in any wars. Right. Oh, we've just figured it out. Much of Europe thinks they're cat feces. It, oh, it, it fits. That makes sense. Well, there you go. It's not I the French's fault. I don't want to fault. clean the litter box. <laughs> I cleaned it two weeks ago. I don't mind the smell. I like my cat feces. There's Viva nothing wrong. What does it do? It does nothing. Look, I have sex all the time. I'm very happy. <laughs> no, I don't weed. Yeah, that's exactly what their life is like. Oh, oh and I can, uh, I, can, I, can, I can follow this out, too. Because think about it. What's the most famous, dumb French character that we know of? Inspector Clouseau, who stars in The Pink Panther. And The Panther is, of course, referred to as a great cat. Oh, my. It's so true. Maybe, yeah, that was like a that's conspiracy amazing. theory. That was just to prove that I don't have toxico, you know, plasmosis, because I was able to make that connection. It also Damn, makes you make strange movie remember connections. remember what he said. It was so good. <laughs> Damn. Okay. But then, well, why does the disease do this, though, Russ? Like, why does it affect people in this particular way? Well, in studies of mice, uh, apparently the organism caused the mice to take on this risky behavior so that they were more likely to be eaten by cats because since the organism is spread through cat shit, pardon my French. Oh, another connection. Uh Shit in French. Uh Aha! I knew it. Um, <laughs> I told you, I told you, this is this is big. Yeah, it is. It's really it's, big. This is a big deal. So it essentially, the organism is making itself more prevalent by causing the mice to commit suicide and turn themselves into cat shit. This effect on humans is similar, except we don't have giant felines that can eat us, you know, that are around. That we know of yet. The office. Right. Yeah, I mean, they might in the jungle, sure, but, you know, but basically it just makes us more risk-prone. I see. Type of people because the organism wishes to spread itself by having men eat themselves or having men be eaten. And uh, this is a very specific behavior. Right, right. And also, I guess for women, since the disease can be passed from mother to child, it makes sense that it would want the woman to be more promiscuous because then she'd be impregnated and then it can pass itself on to the offspring. (laughs) How do you like that? I, I, oh my God! I, this is the smartest thing ever, and it's it exists in thirty percent of the populace, and nobody's talking about it. It's a conspiracy, <laughs> it's man. A conspiracy. But the Mep report. Moses. We well controlling the world. That's why we bring it to you on the Mep report. Hey, I got another one for you too about the French thing. Who's the other big French character that we've talked about on the show who did something incredibly dumb in the most important moment of his life? Uh, Zizou. 
Zenedine Zidane, who headbutted a guy for no reason in front of the entire populace of the world. French, dumb, fits. But women love him, though. That's the problem. <laughs> well, because it's supposed to make. But men, they're all yeah. Well, sure, French women do. To women. Well, no, French women but do because women, they're all, no, all they, they're all infected all too. All women love Zidane. Oh, well, well, well but like, maybe no. if you actually get up close to him, then you don't love him anymore. Like maybe it's just because you can smell then the toxoplasmosis, or because exactly. he might headbutt you. That we can I mean, sense that, it. that would also like be a maybe reason. Maybe we have to be <laughs> in proximity to sense the. Yeah, it's like the toxoplasmosis pheromones right. get all wacky, thing, right? And they make you the person stink to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what is this you speak of? The toxoplasmosis. <laughs> I like to eat the raw meat. It's good. It's tastier. Don't overcook everything. <laughs> it makes me so smart when I do that. <laughs> I don't know. That that strikes me as being a little bit over specific for what, you know, the specific behaviors of virus can create. Scientifically justified and proven. And I think it's brilliant. I mean, these organisms, man. I've been reading it was part of my, when I started reading about that I was like, "Wow, are there any treatments for this?" And not really. I mean, you're pretty much screwed if you have it. That's why again, this is not a main issue in the media because there's nothing we can do about it. And uh, we're already overtaking antibiotics, which is the other thing, and sort of causing the evolution of all these antibiotic-resistant strains of right. bacteria right. that are going to eat our faces and kill you know, hundreds <laughs> of millions of people in the next few decades. <laughs> so that's something to look out for yeah. if you're uh, you know, right. on, on, the, on the planet, if you're a human. <laughs> Keep an eye out for that. It is true too, because you have all these things with like, and I see these advertisements all the time about the, you know, the hand sanitizers and everything else, and it's just like this hand sanitizer allows you to, you know, is an easy way for kids to keep their hands washed. I'm like, right, because it takes away that extra step of turning on the water, because otherwise all they would need is soap plus water. Here they just need the sanitizer allegedly, and that's it. So there's no other real reason, you know, to have it except to save the one step of soap because soap being a natural on, resource Greg. that is, you know, rapidly depleting, we need sanitizer instead. We have a well-developed history of spraying chemicals on kids and it being okay. Remember the whole DDT thing where they would just <laughs> sure. come through a neighborhood and spray everyone a giant white cloud of DDT to kill all the bacteria and yep, stuff? Yep, yep. And they're like, this, this is great. It's fine. I know, I know. It's true. Yeah. And the vaccinations and everything else that have just gotten ridiculous. I mean, there like... Were, there were very few flipper babies as a result of that. Very <laughs> only a few thousand. I know. I know it's Yeah, true. there was a woman. We were in a um, restaurant uh, yesterday, and there a woman came in, and the first thing she did was pull out that the hand sanitizer stuff and wipe her hands down and... It's just so unnecessary. Oh, you guys want to know a fun fact about antibiotic soaps and hand sanitizers? Okay. They cause pharmacotoxosis. They, they, yes, they cause plaxigoburus. <laughs> and they also, which is really bad because you will drop all the passes and that are start crying and whining to the media all <laughs> right, the time. Right, exactly. You to be a whiny, crying, annoying, rich person who can't do his job. Right. Um, right. Affects athletes and presidents then. Yeah, there are some benefits. No, actually, all antibiotic soaps and hand sanitizers do not kill colds. The cold virus is not affected right. by these exactly. at all. Exactly. That's why they're stupid. They're absolutely stupid. That's all they do is reasons. make things worse. Very stupid. In fact, the reason that you're supposed to wash your hands with soap, um, which can clear your hands of the cold virus, mm-hmm. is only because the soap facilitates the water in moving the right, virus right, off your right, hands. Right, so exactly. it's actually more important to like rub your hands together than it is to spread right. the soap around. Exactly. You know, because the soap's not doing anything. Yeah. Yep. I know, and then that's it's just so stupid. I so I kind of yeah, I kind of looked at, I looked at her and kind of You're made stupid. a face at her, but she wasn't looking, so she didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> you should have walked up to her and went. Toxoplasmosis. <laughs> and 
stared at her. And she's like, it doesn't affect Scottish people. Get out of here. If you had a French accent, that'd be a totally different thing. Oh, my God. That's funny. I mean, it's not oh, funny. Well. It's well, funny I'm in that. I'm sorry that oh you're God, so way. inflicted, Russ. But the Internet is very dangerous I for am. that, you realize, Russ. I'm we were reflected. talking about this before, that you get on the Internet and all of a sudden you realize that, you know, you found people like, wait a minute, these symptoms are just like mine. And then you go back and you realize that you've somehow molded the symptoms. Well, yeah, my right arm almost yeah. fell off a couple of days ago. I had to almost reattach it that day when it was sort of hurting, you know, and you immediately think that anything anyone yeah. else has, you have, you know. So it can be dangerous hey, to do this. It says it makes you get tired after a long day of hard labor, <laughs> and uh, you breathe a lot, and uh, sometimes you drink some you water. Eat food. Oh, yeah, crap. that's exactly yeah. exactly like me. <laughs> but see, Russ, I don't know why. The, why would the media want to? I mean, the media thrives on fear. Why wouldn't the media want to play this up and be like, "There's nothing you can do about it." Film at eleven. Why wouldn't the media want to do this? Well, maybe it has. I mean, we don't really watch the news every day, so maybe they have done it. I guess that's well, true. I don't know. Now that it's shown up on dig.com, that's usually the first step for the news outlets to pick up on it and go, oh, there you go. the okay. disease that everyone has that no one tells you about. Find out how nothing can be done. And you're screwed <laughs> and are stupider. And your wife is a sex kitten. <laughs> <laughs> Find out there's nothing left. But wait, so it doesn't have any other impact on you other than making you dumber and morose no. and introverted, right? That's it. It doesn't dumber, like. Dumber, introverted, more willing to take risks. And, uh, yeah, for women, extroverted, dumber. Does it make you have a tendency to want to invade Iraq? I'm just double-checking. Oh, I don't think, uh, I mean, if if George Bush were infected with toxoplasmosis, he would lose the ability to speak. I don't think that he has much left. <laughs> he could he get more dumb. Reserve, so. I see. He can, you can't make the guy more dumb. He'll just start drooling and crapping his pants. <laughs> I suppose that's true. <laughs> and, if, and if the crap in his pants got spread, you know oh, what would happen great. next. Well, I'm really? just saying. Was that necessary? It's, it's a broad-based you know, spread of the disease. Yeah, I don't know if human feces spreads it. Not that we're all like rooting around in human feces, but unless you listen to last week's are, show, those of us who are cat owners. <laughs> the funny thing is that like pet owners are far more likely to deal with feces than just regular people because we're constantly like cleaning up after pets. And right, right. But it their shit. But it doesn't show we up. We don't handle our own shit. Right, but it doesn't show up in dog feces though, which you know I assume I assume this well, is a cat supposedly thing. Supposedly not. Yeah. You know what? That's an interesting theory that I had that I um I don't know if this was really backed up by evidence or not, but I I have a feeling that. The level of technological innovation in a given society is inversely proportional to any person's proximity to their own feces. Just think about that for a second. Okay. What, it mean, what it means is... As soon as I get up from being passed the out. Further, <laughs> the further you're away from your own waste product, yes. the more advanced civilization you live in. Doesn't that hold up? I think that that's true. The farther away you are from your own waste product, the more advanced a civilization you live in. Uh, yeah, because think about it. Third world nations, people crap and they live in it. And then if you have, like, more advanced societies have more complicated mechanisms for eliminating the waste and moving it far away from you. Ooh. Like, now we have these, you know, turbo-powered hydraulic machines, the toilets, and they, the waste, miles away in minutes. Right. And soon, you know, when we live on the moon, it's going to be going to, like, a vacuum-flushed mechanism that's going to send it off into space. Right. That's going to be even further away, and it will be more technologically advanced. That's probably the primary objective of technology in it, human history. Just to get us farther away from our own waste. 
Yes, that's basically that's great. it. But look, though. That's what separates us from the cavemen. I was worried about that this. we are further away from shit. This flushing theory of yours, because it struck me that it's a good thing about the flushing, because otherwise, I mean, back in the old days, we used to have outhouses, and we actually brought those rooms into our own exactly. homes. So we've been moving closer exactly to our own right. crap, if anything, right? 19th century living, we were much closer to our own crap than we are today. What? Much closer. Well, but no. No, 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 no the no, opposite. No. We used to have outhouses. What do you mean? The outhouses were away yeah. from the house. Well, we don't have outhouses anymore. No, Greg. No, We've gotten our waste closer to us. No, not, but no. Not the waste disposal mechanism, right. the waste itself. Right. We brought the it in, but then we... Cre- closer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we brought the bowl in, but we also brought in pipes and then shot it out as fast as possible far, far away. But boy, those those tweeners in the early 20th century had some real trouble when they brought the room in. Away from your house (laughs) for years and years and years, it's just in a hole in the ground, right on your property. You're living. The duty is like your neighbor. Come on. Can you imagine? There's like a five-year window. There's like a five-year window where somebody like they didn't do the pipe thing. They just brought the thing into your house, but forgot about the pipes to go out. They're like, "This isn't a good idea at all." That those people, those five years were real dumb. Then finally, we got the pipes to actually yep. flush it away. I see. Well, this is an interesting theory. Very that you interesting have. theory. But see, it doesn't totally work because the Romans, who were considered, you know, incredibly technologically advanced, had, you know, sewers and things that were running down their streets. You know, I mean, they had. I know that they had them protected mm. and covered, but still, I mean, they had well, them covered. And they, I, I think it's consistent. Yeah. We could say that the Romans were far more advanced than, you know, some farming society in the right. 19th century that lived in a rural situation and didn't have proper plumbing. Yeah, yeah Greg, it's I'll not. It's not linear. It's it's, it's cyclic. You know, <laughs> Russ is further away from poo theory. theory. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it's right. It doesn't mark the year. It only marks the level of technological <laughs> advancement. Right. They are a ten on the poo Richter scale of development, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what this reminds me of? Have you ever seen that horrible, horrible movie with um, Jack Black and Ben Stiller called Envy? No, no, I was not aware that that movie existed. Or maybe I was, but okay. I never saw it. In the movie, there's no need to see it. I'll ruin it for you because it's a horrible movie. Awesome. The second movie um, being ruined Jack today Black, by Russ. <laughs> sort of a hard luck inventor comes up with this chemical. I don't remember what it was called. It was essentially like poo be gone or poo away. And it was a oh, spray God. that you would spray on your dog's poo and it would literally vaporize it. And so that, uh, I would think, would be like the next level of technological innovation is using lasers or you know high levels of chemistry will just vaporize the poo. Instead of sending it away, where does it vaporize? And it vaporizes into the air. So now we're we're breathing in particulate crap. Yeah, that was kind of the problem in the movie. Vaporize all the poo. Oh gosh, <laughs> that sort of backfired on him. Literally, um, no pun intended. <laughs> oh, wah, 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 wah. I see. <laughs> Good lord. Wow. Wow. This is great. Uh, you know, great. Russ. Great I, I don't. Is, uh, you know, this is the, yeah. the good news and the bad news. The good news okay. is that you don't have. Toxio, so whatever. Toxoplasmosis. Because I don't think that you could come up with such a brilliant theory if you did. What's the bad well, news? Well, maybe I came up with it before I was infected, and now I can just barely remember it. But <laughs> in fact, we had to drag it out of here. You're like, I don't want to talk about it. I just want to sit in my room and every so often jump out a window. That's what I want to do now. Let's call it the poo proximity theory. What's the the PPT. All right. The PPT. Yeah. Pre- the poo no. proximity theory. Poo proximity premise. PPP. The poo proximity Thank you. premise. I'm looking for a P word. Thank you. P, P- okay. cubed. The poo proximity premise. P cubed. P cubed. <laughs> yes. 
PQ. But what's the you bad news? Up. You said the good news was he doesn't have toxico-pharmacologic pharma- yes, and I Yes, th- and the bad news is that he came up with cubes. <laughs> That's exactly right. You yeah, used your intelligence for that. I'm probably a fecal philiac and <laughs> There you go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, there's a whole branch that's of academics that's dedicated to like scatological studies. In fact, there was a conference, which was a scatological conference. Dude, I'm like, I should write them the a conference paper and see if they post it in a journal. Oh, yeah, of I course. I totally could get my P, my P cube theory in one of their journals. I think they would. I bet you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think they would. So, um, awesome. yeah. Oh, you know what I just I realized? Toxoplasmosis. I must be coming down with toxoplasmosis because I realized, I think I introduced this show as Meproport 61, and I think it's actually Meproport 62. I, um, it I, is 62, I, yes, you're right. All right, my but fault. we haven't even released 61 That's yet, not, so no. we're way behind. <laughs> we're way, way behind. Well, we're it's the like holiday season. It was the holiday season. It was the holiday season. So what have you done for your holidays, if anything, Russ? Is there anything it's exciting that you did? the holiday season. Um, I would argue that the holiday season... Christmas and the New Year's is the most boring time of the year, <laughs> consistently every year for me. I do nothing. Okay. Ever, ever. I do not have a single memory of doing anything fun between December 25th and January 1st, ever. Hey, wait a minute. My entire life. That's not true, because last ever. year, when I was sitting in Seattle ill while Clea went over to see her family, you and I played Albatross 18, the online golf game, while we rang in the New Year. And you should remember that as being I a memory. Rest my <laughs> player left bastard <laughs> boom i like yeah. this holiday stuff i mean so you don't like this holiday at all what about hanukkah russ is there any like is that earlier hanukkah moment is the lamest excuse for a holiday <laughs> in the history of the world first of all i'm not religious so i could care less about hanukkah okay. on a religious basis okay. but even if i were religious it is religiously insignificant. Okay. It really is like an overblown Shemini Yetzirat. It, it's on the same level of importance as Shemini Yetzirat, which is a real holiday. Right, I know. The problem is they needed something to compete with Christmas, right. and all the Jewish kids felt left out. This and is horrible. what we were talking about, Clea. South Park yep. sang about how it's lonely to be a Jew on Christmas right. and all that stuff. And so they, they went, okay, Hanukkah is a big thing with the oil lasting and... Something about a war in the middle of an empire that didn't matter. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we give eight happy gifts. Uh. No. And, you know, this has all been beaten to death. Every Jewish comic talks about how crappy Hanukkah is and how it's lame. And I'm past that. It's never been big. I've never cared about Hanukkah. I've never looked forward to Hanukkah. I've never looked forward to this time of year, <laughs> even to get off of school, because it's so boring. Wow. Not even New I Year's? I spend it in my grandparents' condominium watching TV. Or spend it at home watching TV, or at home on the computer. Like never did anything ever. Not even New Year's. Not New Year's. I have spent New Year's with friends occasionally, but never had a great time. I see. There's never been like a Harry Met Sally New Year's, right? Or like some really <laughs> momentous, you know, exciting time. That's never happened. I see. Ever. Well, I think ever. that since your recent, it's worthless. <laughs> it's like a chunk of hibernation for twelve days. It's a chunk totally of hibernation. Useless. He's still on the poo premise. <laughs> you just go hibernate. Toxoplasmosis. <laughs> I was just going to say, since you were infected, you're now going to want to take the risk of running out to like do stuff on New Year's for no reason at all. That's going to be the new thing, yeah. right? Yeah. It's true. I mean, yeah, I guess that's the one missing link there. I would be much more willing to be risk of, take on risks and be crazy. Right, but right, absolutely. I don't feel like that at all. So your favorite holiday so, remains Thanksgiving. Maybe it's not. Thanksgiving is it. That's the, the big thing. Oh, Thanksgiving is the shizzle. I mean, <laughs> A, it's not a religious holiday. Right. So it's good. Everyone can celebrate it equally. 
and uh, you don't have to give presents, which is a big hassle. And I think presents is more of a voluntary thing. I don't like the the mandatory nature of these, like, Mother's Day is, like, one of my least favorite holidays. They're like, here's a day where you'll feel like crap unless you do what we tell you to do. (laughs) No matter how much you love your mother, how good you are, you have the chance, if you don't, you know, have a perfect Mother's Day, to be a totally unredeemable bastard of a son. That that sounds like a good holiday to me. Well, actually... Thanksgiving eliminates all that stuff. We've actually had that discussion before about how men face these holiday problems all the time. Because there is no holiday, with the possible exception of our own birthdays, which is obviously not a holiday, that's just individual, where men are in a position where if women screw up, they're in trouble, right? Valentine's Day is a women's holiday. If men screw it up, they're bastards. Mother's Day is a women's holiday. If men screw it up, it's a bastard. Thanksgiving is that holiday. Yeah, but it's for both people. I'm not being a chauvinist, but traditionally the women are cooking the dinner, and if they screw it up, everyone's pissed at them because they made a crappy (laughs) Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, but see, that's changed, though, and it hasn't changed for us. It's not like Valentine's Day has become sort of a universal thing. I mean, it's still the men who screw it up. If they screw it up, that's the issue. And the same thing with Mother's Day. And Father's Day is just a throwaway. I don't want to hear about Father's Day. They're like, and Father's Day, you you know, you get a fishing rod. Like, Father's Day is garbage. There's nothing nothing in Father's Day at all. That's that's a joke. So, basically... you know, I'm not a big fan of holidays in general. I just I feel like, like I don't want you to obligate me to do things. I'm going to be nice to other people of my own volition, and I'll do it enough to the point where you know they're happy with me. I don't need these artificially created days where I'm supposed to do things that you tell me to. That's probably one of the most likely ways to piss me off is to go, today's a day where you have to do this for no good reason. That, that is like antithetical to my personality. Yeah, but I mean, it's important to have moments where everybody can sort of universally enjoy the experience and no, you know, slow down and reflect. Makes the shopping mall crowded. <laughs> it's just inefficient and makes for traffic. That's all it does. <clears throat> everyone up. Oh, everyone has to go to work between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. so we can have traffic. Okay, that sounds good. So we can no, have traffic. Poor, poor organization. I see. We should stagger it instead. Rush hour. We should. If we knew anything about how to, you know, have a more efficient society, the first thing we would do is make sure that jobs were staggered so that everyone wasn't driving to work at the same time. That's just dumb. Well, that is toxoplasmosis. <laughs> it's societal toxoplasmosis. I see. They, Stupid. They have. Tr- I mean, certain. It makes us certain to towns. <laughs> certain. T- <laughs> certain towns have done that and do do that, but it is it is difficult because yeah, people aren't willing smart. to sacrifice, you know, when they want to work and when they don't want to work. Yeah. Or I we mean, could all be the French and just Since only work four days of the week and, you know, take August That's off. That's a good point. I mean, it would probably be better anyway, given, you know, that we have the least vacation time among any advanced country and we have the least benefits among any advanced country right. because we're owned by our, our masters, right. the toxoplasmosis-driven corporations. Well, they're not so the ones with it. point here, though. <laughs> You're getting sidetracked on tangents, it. man. They created it. It was created by the government to kill people with AIDS who weren't dying quickly enough. And then also to make us stupid. Um, In confusing ways. It didn't really work out quite the way they... Yeah, it's part of the AIDS conspiracy. It's the little-known part. <laughs> Everyone already has the AIDS conspiracy. This is the, like, toxoplasmosis right. consulary yeah, thing. This is the other approach. No, that's well, not it is word. an interesting... God damn it. I can't think of words. Toxoplasmosis. Oh... I know what I was going to say. Okay. I was going to say, since, unfortunately, we don't live in a socialist dictatorship, we can't tell people when they work and when they don't work. But I think, you know, given what we're working with, we could at least make it incentive-based to say maybe cheaper gas in the middle of the night, maybe some system of carpooling or right. less tolls on toll roads. Yeah, you know, I mean, there could be more. Yeah. Make it so that it's, there's an incentive. Yeah, Entertainment on the highways definitely. at night. Entertain them on the highway. Dancing girls. 
<laughs> the billboards will be more entertaining at night. To like more fun. And cause more accidents and rubber-decking. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because there's fewer people out there at that time, allegedly. Uh, this actually reminds me, when you mentioned the socialist thing, that um, I was laughing about this because I saw this thing about Fidel Castro. And you guys and everyone knows that Fidel Castro has been sort of out of the public eye. So the United States has desperately been speculating with absolutely no evidence that he's dying of cancer. They're just like, he must be dying of cancer. Please, please die of cancer because we can't get rid of him any other way. Mm-hmm. So they had this guy from Spain that they flew in, the specialist, who confirmed that he's not dying of cancer. And so, but then what, this is they? what he says, the Cubans. So they flew in this guy, and he's like, okay, he's not dying of cancer. Um, he had this digestive thing, which caused some other problems, but it's not cancer. And so they said, so a lot of ex- experts speculate that it's not cancer. Instead, it's simply deterioration of the colon. So if you read on, it says, this causes oh. the colon to leak and causes, can often result oh. in death. So it's not cancer. He'll just <laughs> die of deterioration of the colon. Okay? That's basically what it comes down to. Oh, like, but don't, don't say cancer. It's just colon death that's that was like a perfect segue greg yeah we refuse to leave the poo this conspiracy goes so deep what does it say that we can't get away from the poo isn't that like the point that we're that's the <laughs> we're point like that he was trying to make it. yeah exactly exactly so what you're saying is the met report is not a very technologically advanced podcast <laughs> we're like steeped in poo <laughs> I suppose we, that's true. <laughs> but no yeah that's what he's going through the deterioration allegedly deterioration of the colon and his younger brother who by oh. the way is uh, only five years fine. younger castro is 80 and it's like his younger brother's like he's fine and i'm fine too at the age of 75 like couldn't they have spaced that out where he had like an actual younger brother who might last a little bit longer than you know castro himself what you mean his parents were planning for him to run the communist country <laughs> they needed some foresight man later some foresight think ahead <laughs> Clearly, the themes of today's show are planning and poo, <laughs> exactly. and planning about poo, and planning about other things exactly. other than poo. Exactly. I guess so. Oh, guess gosh. So. Planning and poo, a tutorial. <laughs> Babies live in their poo. Adults do not. You see? No, I... It's all, this is, it's all a metaphor for the P-Cube theory. Exactly. Find it on bookshelves <laughs> next holiday season. When I have plenty of time to write. <laughs> I was going to bring up, uh, the other thing I was going to bring up. trouble. You no, know, the, the other thing I was going to bring we're up. We're like constantly, we're like Googling feces <laughs> on the internet. Okay, what else do we got? Uh, feces, feces. Uh, Wikipedia. No, no one gives a crap about that. Oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. Okay. Um, oh, no, excellent work. Listen, I was going to bring up, one thing I was going to bring up was about the, um, the oh, other... Coprophagia is the consumption of feces, uh, which is normal behavior in certain animal oh, species, God. but rarely practiced by humans. Okay, yeah, really? there's, uh, there's the woman that does the MC at the comedy show that I do every other Friday. She One of her jokes that she tells every night is... That that her that hurt. She has a new puppy, and she talks about the puppy, and then she says, and one of the things that her puppy does is eat its feces, and she's really worried about that. And then her friend said, "Oh no, it's okay. They have a pill that makes the feces taste bad, so they don't do it." <laughs> and so she does this whole <laughs> she does this whole joke about what were the research process on that was of coming up with that. <laughs> nope, still tastes good. Nope, still gonna try some too, more uh, in there. <laughs> Back to the drawing board. Oh, gosh. No. Speaking of people who, um, you know, actually transitioning from poo to pee. Uh, oh, must you? De- Did you know that 
gorillas eat their own. Feces? All right, all right, no, stop, please. I, I'm just, I'm calling, all I'm right. calling the, I'm calling the shot. Wikipedia, I'm calling it. <laughs> exactly. Brilliant. I have yeah, exactly. no idea if that's true if it came from Wikipedia because there's people out there. Wikipedia with, says so. Yeah, right. Talk okay. so. And they also eat the feces of other gorillas. They eat all kinds of gorilla feces, whatever they can. And they find. smoked crack with Wesley Willis. Like a delicacy. At some point, they also did that. That happened as well. So you see, we're one step on the evolutionary chain above gorillas. Gorillas eat their own feces. We do not. Right. Because we are further that's away. That's the only step. I'm just gonna keep back. Up my yeah, good, no, good. I think that there's multiple okay, other sorry. steps. Like there's the smelling it, there's the touching it, the playing with it, and then there's the. You Can know, I ask how this happened? How how we got I, on? Yeah, because chimps do that. Right. Chimps play with it, right. but they are higher than gorillas. Right. Exactly. Right. And we're higher than chimps. Right. I, so I just that. wanted to let you know that we're After more than just one step. I'm telling you, this is the the riddle of of life <laughs> right here. This is why. Why are we here? To get further away from poo. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, so to switch, I'm desperately trying to switch again from poo to pee. Don't make it so. I'm switching from poo to pee. So <laughs> the thing about pee. This is the best podcast ever. I love the metaphor. It's also pee. So here's the thing about pee. <laughs> So, we realize, of course, that we've all descended into, like, five-year-old humor. Like, we just say poo. Yeah, we're we're um, doing that kind of humor that I hate. No, like this federal appe- no, this federal appeals court uh, just ruled in San Francisco that prosecutors are, in fact, that people who are investigating the whole steroid scandal in baseball are entitled to know the names and the specific information about the 100 baseball players that tested positive for steroids in 2003. Which means that very shortly we are all going to know those names because they will immediately get leaked out as soon as you know anybody has them. Is this the uh, like the Jason Grimsley list? The list? That no, he no, no. All these people out. This and... is the list that they got from the original. They, there's a you know when they did the test, the lab that did the testing has all the names. They just didn't release them. They just said, oh, these random hundred players were found out and blah blah blah. But they didn't give it over to the authorities. Now that the authorities are going to be allowed oh, to okay. have them, then we're going to find out. And I mean, there, I bet there's going to be some Grimsley like names that are going to cross reference with that list. But the point is, so yeah, now we're going to know for sure. Though. I mean, we, we pretty much know that it's like 40 to 50 percent, or at least it was a few years ago. And so, I don't know, maybe this will make it seem like they're actually less less prevalent than we thought of steroid use. Well, it could be. But what if it ends up being like players that you would like, you know, Derek Jeter? Ends I don't up think doing... it will. I mean, the theory goes that the players who get caught for steroid use are the ones who can't afford the masking agents right. and the ones who can't afford like the super designer drugs. So that it doesn't show up on the test. Wait a minute. So what baseball player can't a afford triple A players? Wait, no. Oh, the triple A guys. No, no, no. The, no, the hundred people and that the got caught. Salary guys. No, these are hundred major leaguers, Russ. These are not hundred people. There already is a big steroid right. testing program in the minors. What major league player can't so afford the like designer Carlos drugs? Carlos Pena and <laughs> Doug Mirabelli and other minimum salary players. But that's what I mean. It's not going to be very exciting. That's going to be more shocking. Everybody knows be. about the power sluggers and they know about the Barry Bonds and the Jason Giambis. I mean, but what happens right. when? Barry Bonds has never, ever tested positive for right. anything, despite the fact that everyone <laughs> everyone true. knows that he did it. Right. Everything. He did everything under the moon, and he's never tested positive for anything. That's right. So clearly he has toxoplasmosis. Right. That's That would be a good and point. And masking. No. I mean, no, clearly he just, you know, he has the masking agents, and so any of the marquee names will be able to not be stupid about how they're doing those, those substances. I just don't think it's going to... That's why I don't think I mean, it's going to much. You saw Balco. You saw the outside of that building. Did that look like the incredibly high-tech, super expensive designer steroid, like, you know, gateway that it ended up to be? I mean, that place just looks like some random place out in Long Island somewhere. I mean, that, there's no... But, well, they spent all their money on the test tubes. They got to <laughs> spend wisely. 
And they just had really, really nice chemicals right. and test tubes. And then they got, like, in exchange, they got bad bathrooms and security guards named Earl is like, I don't see your yeah. name on the list. Hey, Greg, when I bought the car that I have off of eBay, the reason that I got such a great deal on it was because when I went to see the guy who was selling, like, four cars, he didn't have a dealership, he didn't have a staff, he didn't have any overhead, he lived in, like, a trailer, and he had cars surrounding the trailer that he was selling, and so I got a good deal, because it's less overhead, it was still a good car. And because it was stolen. It's just not the same overhead. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't hear the well, story. No. You bought your car on eBay? <laughs> yeah. I love my, you know how much I love my car and how it's lasted forever and even though it looks like shit because I never get it washed but and because I resist the LA temptation to have pristine perfect BMWs that are the only thing you're allowed to drive. Right. Right. But beyond that, well, I didn't buy it off eBay. I found it on eBay uh-huh. and then I drove out to see the guy so that I could inspect the car and drive it and check the Carfax report and all that stuff. Okay. And then I bought it. It was in Rhode Island. It was great. It was just like something, I, I remember there was some law about less taxes or something when you go over the border and you buy something in Rhode Island. Uh-huh. And so I, literally, I was in Waltham. I drove up, you know, in my rented Ford Focus piece of crap. And, uh... I remember that. That was it. I got a fantastic deal on it, yeah. That's and right, I, I remember back. that. My identical green Mazda 626, the, the last car That's that I had. That's right, I remember Two that. Two identical green Mazda 626. Yep. Awesome. Mazda 626, they, they which you got from eBay. Anymore. Actually, Russ, you've gotten a lot I'm of things from start. sketchy people. You've gotten your, know, your speaker gosh, system you a, from the van. You got that from, you tried to buy something from some random guy in China for your computer. Like I'm all about the black market. You're about sketchy, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan. There are a lot of benefits to the black market. I don't buy warranties. So warranty <laughs> is never going to be something that like, oh, but you don't get a warranty. The warranty is a big ripoff. <laughs> They're just there to get more money out of you. <laughs> well, yeah, and you're not going to get why, a warranty why would from the dude in the like trailer anyway. Yeah, in yeah. life. Exactly. Right. What was that clear? I was like, why would anyone like fake certainty in life? Exactly. And I don't want any certainty since I have toxoplasmosis. And I like <laughs> you want to be risks. able to take risks. <laughs> so this is why I love the black market. God damn it, it's true. I have <laughs> so, so I like the black market. Russ, I like poker. You know, we, we haven't... I like to jump off lot, tall things. Russ, we haven't asked, yeah. and I don't know if I should with this okay. with this P-cubed theory, but exactly how is it that you became <laughs> exposed to... Uh, well, you know, I did have a cat in high school. Uh-huh. That, and, and who I would live with over the summer in college. Okay. Uh, and who I have visited once a year since then on Thanksgiving break. Okay. Uh, and I mean, I'm assuming at some point I may have eaten something that wasn't fully cooked, some meat that wasn't fully cooked. Yeah, you probably I mean, couldn't wait. Wait a minute. So your theory as to why you contracted this is because you had a cat and you may at one point have eaten somewhat rare beef. That's all it takes, man. <laughs> Do you remember the time when we were in the kitchen in Waltham and I was trying to use my George Foreman grill like an idiot and I put a couple chicken breasts on there and Clea took one look at what I was eating and she's like, honey, those are not even close to cooking. <laughs> and I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, you see, this is all pink <laughs> and like oily. This is not cooked chicken. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, but that's salmon. That's chicken. I'm not eating cooked chicken. It's not, that's not beef. <laughs> well, it's just an evidence. It's just it's an, an example, evidence example of, that you could have done that in other cases. <laughs> See. Exactly. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't cook. I see. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Well, that I, I see. see. I I remember distinctly that you tried to um put like seasoning on the chicken 
And all the for- George Foreman Grill did was like burn the seasoning on the outer side of the chicken. Yeah. I remember that. And you had a great suggestion, which is that I should cut the chicken in half so that it would cook faster. I would never have thought of that. <laughs> that, would, that really helped also. You're like, no, chicken breast in grill, closed grill. I didn't know that this had been such a, a, a wonderful moment in, in your life. I, I feel that we had a special moment there. I didn't, I didn't realize. We'll leave you, it was very special. Should I leave you too long? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I do remember a lot of random things for the show, like the toxoplasmosis reference in the movie Train Spotting, but that's yes, fine. Right. It was very special. Yes, okay, right, so. thanks. Right. Also, yes. Okay. Huh. <laughs> Comport. So, the moral of the story is, I had a cat, which makes me a risk factor. <laughs> makes you a risk factor? You personally are a risk factor. <laughs> I am a risk factor. Anyone listening I'm to this show, risk, you're at risk. I'm also a risk factor. <laughs> oh, my God. People. <laughs> Well, w- this was reported on Dig. From what reputable news source, he said, with um, with not a hint of irony. Yeah, exactly. The, the Kansas City Star. Great. Addendum. I don't yeah. know. Addendum. I really don't know. See, so some guy reported on some the blog. You know what I've heard of? I've heard of this stuff called toxicopharmacosis clownness, and that what it does is it's bad. So... I, I feel like I'm like this person, and therefore I will post it for everybody. And then it ends up on Dig. Because as we've talked about, Dig doesn't publish legitimate stuff. Dig just, you know, puts stuff that's weird. We could, you know what, we could actually make up a disease, Russ, put it somewhere on the TMR website, and we could get people to believe that that disease existed. We'd be like, yeah, it's singer flatulosis. Uh, anyone who smells gas fair, can fall over into conniptions, you know? And people be like, wow, that's amazing. I know somebody that happened to, right? To be fair, it did really freak me out when I kept reading about these various ailments and diseases that can just live latent in the human body that a huge amount of people have and don't know it. That's a scary thing. Yeah. You just think you're healthy, well, but you might also be harboring like one or more diseases no, that can be you know active at any no, time. No, dude, because the point is that they're not diseases. See, that's the media talking. The media wants you to believe that these things are diseases. Mm. The point is that we have all these things living in our bodies that work fine that's true. until we try to treat them, kill them, get rid of them. I mean, how much bacteria do we have living in our bodies? That's true. This might be just one of the normal bacteria that yeah. humans carry. Maybe humans were meant to have toxicoplasticoborreceus. Well, yeah. Just us and cat sure. shit. We're supposed to carry it. But look, I mean, like, <laughs> right. you know, I mean, like, like it, there's, there's, it, uh, there's no reason to believe that if we're, uh, our immune system used to be able to handle lots and lots of different stuff. The fact that our immune system has gotten worse over the years as we've had to take all of these, you know, medications that are allegedly better for us, that just, you know, is proof that in some of these ways, things that should have been beneficial in our insides now act as, quote, diseases. But they're not diseases waiting to strike. I mean, they're just, you know, natural bacteria that behave in a certain way under certain conditions, i.e., if you happen to eat raw meat and play a lot with cat crap and, you know, you have too many antibiotics, used hand sanitizers and, you know, or French. If that happens, if you're those combination of things, then you're in yeah. trouble, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I missed that just by a hair. I just barely got out of that one. <laughs> so I'm not French. So. Right. right. So, yeah, yeah. All right. So, huh. I don't know. Well, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, I think, I don't know. It's an interesting theory that you've got there. I mean, gingivitis is a great example. Right. Considered a disease, about one in five adults have right. it on average. And it's not like a painful thing. It doesn't cause premature death. It doesn't really do much of anything. But it's considered a disease. Well, how do we define a exactly. disease right. if one-fifth of the population has it exactly. and it doesn't cause you to get sick or That's die? That's exactly right. right. I don't get I mean, and because I, so maybe it's I've actually had the early stages of gingivitis. Maybe all those Listerine commercials. Since I was three. Maybe those Listerine commercials were lying to us. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Well, no, I think it scared the crap out of us. I did, absolutely, and they're just like gingivitis can talk. do this and that, you know. Absolutely, because they just named it something. I bet if you actually look back into the record, you know, the the boardrooms of these dental companies, they were all sitting around. They're like, we'll call it gingivitis. What does that mean? It means um, gums that can bleed when you poke them with metal objects. Yeah. They're like, oh, sweet, it's <laughs> perfect, you know, because like it means. To have gums and teeth. Exactly. Because, like, seriously, that's what dentists do. Think about what dentists do, okay? They tell you, all right, now you need to make sure that you floss regularly, brush regularly, okay, whatever. You come to the dental office, and then they start working around. They're like, boy, your gums, your gums are bleeding. Have you been flossing? I'm like, with sharp metal pointy things? No, not recently. I haven't taken knives to my gums recently, no. Like, I mean, you know, so they yeah. set up a situation where, of course, you're going to believe that you're failing. They guarantee your gums are going to bleed because they use the objects that they use. Come on. And they even make them disposable, for God's sure. sake. You go to a dental office, and they take these sharp metal things out of plastic, like they were ordered on the boat from Taiwan, and then they take them out, and they rip your mouth open, and then, you know, they say, your mouth is bleeding, go floss, or you're going to have the later stages of gingivitis. Here's an example of that, okay? I was told when I was, you know, probably about eight or nine, well, you've got the early stages of gingivitis, da 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 very dramatic, right? So I decide, okay, I'm going to really beat this thing. I do Listerine. Once every night, I brush three times a day, floss regularly twice a day, six months, go through it, right? Uh, I come back, guys, like, you have the early stages of gingivitis. I'm like, right, okay, that, that'll that be enough then. Thanks. So if I do nothing, I have the early stages, well, and if I res and create new gums. speaking Latin, yeah. and what he was saying is, you still seem to have retained both your teeth and gums. Exactly. Like, Damn it. I felt like I could have done Why one of those. Why can't I get rid of these teeth and gums? Exactly. Exactly. I felt like I could have done one of those training montages from Rocky where I'm like, you know, running up a hill with like holding a log in my teeth, you know, and I'd come back six months later and I still would have the early stages of gingivitis, i.e. having my teeth and gums, you know? And I'm willing to bet that when you brushed your teeth before you went to sleep, you were humming the Rocky theme song <laughs> to yourself Absolutely. because you were psyching yourself up <laughs> to <eliminate laughs> as my toothbrush goes around. Yeah, absolutely. There's this, other, okay. there's this other comedian that was in my class that was a dentist and he has this one joke where he says I should probably not tell other people's jokes but he says um, the number one thing that gets stuck in people's teeth is floss and that removing things from people's teeth that are stuck like is what like a couple hundred dollars so he said of course nine out of ten doctors you know recommend flossing you know <laughs> please <Lord>. floss <laughs> there you go they want more business exactly. well i also don't understand the different versions of floss where they have the thing like they have i only uh, okay so they've got this floss that's called glide it's like which is designed to go easily between the teeth and remove food particles why would you never need Doesn't story work for that? <laughs> That's <Glide> right, Glide <laughs> Company. He's gonna be like, "What?" He does work. For Absolutely, he he works in the mint department. I didn't know. Uh, but like, he like disseminates dental floss to <laughs> to needy children. people, right? But like, why would you? Yeah. Well, they do live in the tenderloins. So they keep getting it stuck in their teeth. But like, why? Oh, seriously, yeah, they get pieces of meat in the teeth. They need floss. I understand exactly. that. This makes sense. I never really understood what he yeah, did. The original t- He's just constantly administrating the giving out of floss yeah. in his neighborhood. And the original title of the movie Dude, with Will Smith was The Pursuit of Gingivitis, and they just changed it to happiness because they figured that no one would get the Latin reference, so that's all. But it was it all fit. Mm-hmm. But no, like, I mean, why would you need any other form of dental floss other than that? Like, why are there other kinds other than easily slides between teeth to remove particles of food? Because you see there's other versions. are like there's the non-waxed, strong, large, you know, will rip mouth to shred. Why are there other versions of floss? All floss should be easy to slip between teeth and remove, remove food. There should be no other description. I shouldn't have this choice, right? This is an option I don't need. Oh, my God. You reminded me of something that I actually wanted to talk about that is not 
poo or disease related. Off of floss? It's fantastic. Okay, let's see this segue. But it's related to the why do they only have one of these things when they should only they should have many of these things. Okay. Except it's the opposite. Um, <laughs> apparently, except it has nothing to do with it. Okay, right. Except right. Except it's not related. Uh, did you guys know that bananas are going extinct? What? <laughs> you mock me, but it's true. I know lots of things that people don't bananas know. Bananas are going extinct? Bananas are going away. There will be no more bananas. Yes. Um, there will be yes, no we more have no bananas. bananas. There will be no more bananas. <laughs> what do you today? mean they're going extinct? No, it's true. Check it out. Unlike other fruits that we have, all bananas, since they're seedless, are clones of each other. They're all genetically identical. Every banana in your supermarket is genetically identical to every other banana that you've ever seen or eaten in your entire life. Now, there are similar species, like plantains, and like there are these little stupid mini bananas and other things that people don't want. But the like, <laughs> generic banana that you buy in the supermarket. Well, look, you go to the supermarket, you see like Bartlett pears, okay. and Bijou pears, and red right. pears, and Golden Delicious Apples, and then there's a banana. Just bananas. There's never brands of bananas. There are no species of bananas, just bananas. Okay. It is because there is only one kind of bananas that Americans eat. It's called the Cavendish. Literally, I read like five Are you going to tell me that we've discovered the alpha banana and it's out. dying? <laughs> the alpha banana is going downhill. <laughs> no, the alpha banana is already what? dead. Because in the 60s, they ate a different kind of banana. It was not the Cavendish. It was called, like, the Big Mike. And that banana went extinct. What? Because since they're all genetically identical, wait a minute, wait a minute. if, like, a fungus infects that specific kind whoa, of banana whoa, wait, tree, whoa. it will literally kill all of those bananas around the world since there's no genetic wait a minute, diversity. Wait a minute, wait a minute. And this wait, happened. wait, wait. Are you, telling me that, are you telling me that nature, that nature created toxic... Nature basically was infected with toxicoformal whatever on that basis because it, it was like, I'm going to make something which is genetically incapable of resisting disease. Like, there is some kind of... Well, the problem is genetic diversity is a protection. Right. And for that very reason, you know, like things like... It was basically like a Dutch elm disease for banana trees. So since the banana trees caught it, there was but no saying, resistance because the they were all genetically identical. But, but why would the banana trees set this and up? The like, that was Mike dumb. went extinct, and there are no more Big Mike bananas, and they're gone. And supposedly, for people who knew them in the 60s, they were tastier than the ones we have now. The only reason why the, we have the Cavendish bananas is because they were the ones that were resistant to this particular kind of fungus. However, in 1992, a new fungus was created that wiped out the banana plantations in several who countries. Created and it's that? slowly spreading around the yeah, world. who created that? While scientists... I don't know. The government. The same ones who came up with toxoplasmosis <laughs> right. and AIDS and crack cocaine. Right, right. Okay. So, are you I'm telling me... I'm not paranoid. I do not have toxoplasmosis. There are scientists who worked around the clock to try to stop the destruction of the Cavendish banana. We must prevent the alpha banana well, from going away. There, this is, there are two different strains of tactics. There is one group of scientists who are literally trying to genetically engineer the Cavendish by crossbreeding it with other things so that it can resist this thing. And there are other scientists who are trying to come up with a new banana to replace the Cavendish when it goes extinct with some other, you know, semi-edible banana. But it's probably not going to be as good. And I'm going to be really upset because I eat bananas <laughs> like crazy. And I'm really freaked out about this because I love bananas and my bananas are going to be gone. They're going to be well, replaced wait a minute. with plantains or potatoes Why don't you just get a banana tree and protect it from fungus? Out. You could do that. I guess I could grow my own banana tree under like a plastic sheath and 
never let anyone near it and only take well, bananas. Yeah, off because myself. I don't think people Maybe are going to be work. wandering around to houses going, we must infect every banana tree with the fungus. There's one left. Like, this, this sounds to me like a bad outtake of the Terminator. They're like, well, we could set something up. In the past, we created one banana tree to save all bananas in humanity, but I've come back to destroy that banana tree. Like, I mean, they're not going to come after you. Yeah, Just but take then a- when I'm not looking, some Laotian refugee will go walk and <laughs> check out my banana tree and he'll be carrying some plant with the fungus on it and it'll infect my tree and then that's the end of the bananas as we oh, know it. Oh, goodness. It's we'll the end of the bananas as we know it. <laughs> and I feel fine. Oh, by the way, Clea, that song that you were singing, Yes, We Have No yes. Bananas, that was historically created because of the banana <laughs> famine <laughs> when those that original thing, the original fungus killed the original banana. Oh. That's why they made up that song. Wow. Because there were no bananas. Wow. Do you know that song? Because um, there was one uh, time back in, uh, I was at, I went to college, Smith College, and uh, most of the dorms or houses have uh, these pianos that have been there since, you know, for however many centuries. Since there were bananas. Since the centuries that the, the school was open. And they have... Since bananas were plentiful. Right, exactly. back when bananas were plentiful. Roamed the country. And Rome did, you know... <laughs> Uh, and uh, robe the plains, you know, herding um, grapes. The golden age of bananas. Right, and they have um, in the, the seat of the times. the uh, piano. There was all this old old music, and it had the lyrics and uh-huh. songs, the lyrics and um, chords, whatever yeah, music to that song. Uh-huh. And my friend Catherine was up visiting, and it was pouring rain, so we couldn't go outside. So she played the music and I sang the song and she had never heard this song and I had heard it once before but I didn't actually know all of the lyrics and there is a section where it says yes we have no bananas we have no bananas today we have tomatoes we have potatoes and then in italicized lettering it says we have honions It actually has it written out. H O N. Because you're supposed to say it like a exactly right, exactly exactly. For the co- for the Caucasian audience, it's like, how do you pronounce this? I think it's Hanyan. Okay, so Hanyan. the song is yes, we have no bananas. We have no bananas today. We have tomatoes. We have potatoes. We have Hanyan. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Uh, hey, wait, which fits? Which fits? You have gingivitis. Nope. Don't worry, it just means you have nope. The next line for these Navidad is Prospero onions. Prospero <laughs> onions that are these niggas. <laughs> no bananas. Oh, gosh. Well, you know what else we don't have any more yep. of is we have no time. Um, unfortunately, we've come to the end Protect of an hour. Your Protect your bananas. Protect your bananas. Freeze dry them. <laughs> Save them. Save them. Buy all the bananas from and your And please stay away from your own poo. This is your last uh, chance. Stay away from your own poo. Please do that also. Um, we want to thank Clea for guest... Not only have I have solved the riddle of the universe, and I'm creating a run on bananas. <laughs> this is great. great. There will be a run yeah, on bananas. Yeah, let's buy stock in bananas It'll be right great. Now. We want to thank uh, Clea for stopping by as a guest again and doing a great job. No, and uh, hope everyone is having a good time. We will be back uh, to you, Russ, uh, myself, and Story. We'll be back next week. Everyone have a happy new year. Protect your bananas. Stay away from your poo. God bless America, and say goodbye, say goodbye, everybody. Stay far away from your poo and close to your bananas. Keep your bananas at your breast and your poo at an arm's length. That is the riddle of life. I'm so alive. 
The proceeding was a presentation of the MEP Report, hosted at www.mepreport.com. All rights reserved. In no way should any part of this show be construed as an invitation to buy, sell, or trade flightless birds, or reassemble Voltron. Or at least not the stupid one with the cars. Please support the MEP Report by voting for the show at www.vitalpodcast.com, adding the show to your list of favorites at podcastpickle.com, and clicking on the Vote for MEP link on the MEP Report homepage to vote for us at podcastalley.com. Email us at Greg, Russ, Story, or Andy at MEPReport.com, and call us and leave a voicemail or a fax at 206-600-MEP1. That's 206-600-6371. And finally, please join the fight to stop the senseless farming of emu glands. It's immoral, it's unethical, and frankly, it's just a little bit gross. Yes, we have no bananas. We have no bananas today. We drink beans and onions, abortions and scallions, and all kinds of fruit and things. We have an old-fashioned tomato. But yes, we have no bananas. We have no bananas.